Welcome back to Beyond the Tavern Wall, a D&D podcast where we, your tavern keepers, enhance your adventures by talking about all things you need to know about Dungeons & Dragons, whether that's about combat, to roleplay, to everything in between. We're your podcast for that. I'm your wonderful host, Brayden Figgins, and I'm joined by the awesome and amazing Where to Go Down. Kendall, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kendall. Do you like Oreos? Yes, but unpopular opinion, not double stuffed. It's too mm. much for me. All right, moving on, because that is a terrible opinion. Hunter! <laughs> Hello, I'm Hunter. Do you like Oreos? Of course. Do you like double stuffed Oreos? They're the best kind, unless They're... we're talking mega stuff, dude. Mega stuff are amazing. Okay. Haley! Hi, I'm Haley. Do you like Oreos? I do, but I have to agree with Kendall that double stuff are not that good. It, it must be a, a girl thing because Rachel doesn't like double stuffed either. No, it's, it's about just a right opinion team. thing. No. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Sam, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Sam. What's your favorite kind of cheese? Oh, I've got a cheese fact for you. I love Gouda cheese. And oh, did you guys boy. know it takes roughly 10 gallons of milk? Not, not 10 gallons, 10 pounds of milk to make one pound of cheese. Holy chicken. Okay. okay. Well, sweet. And that's a lot of udders. Yeah, that's... Jeez. Uh, you could say it's utter destruction. And Yo. today we have, we have <laughs> an awesome and amazing guest on our show today. We have been talking with this giant of a man for a little bit. He's one of my good friends. Zach Ricks. Do you hey, like I'm Oreos? Zach. I love Oreos. There we go. Zach, so do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us uh, about your, your YouTube channel and more, a little bit more about you? Yeah, so I, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons coming up on five and a half years now. And I have a YouTube channel where I talk about uh, the game. Uh, tips. I do a lot of dungeon master tips. Um, a lot of my audience really has seemed to enjoy that kind of content. And seeing as I do a lot of DMing for my friends, I have a little bit of knowledge that I love to share. And my channel is all about just sharing what I've learned and enjoying this hobby. What's your channel name? Has consumed my entire soul. Oh yeah, my channel name is <laughs> Patty Cap Dice. Happy P A Y. C A P, dice. No, 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 no spaces. Yes, you are on YouTube and TikTok, right? Yes, uh, I'm on YouTube. In the episode description. Yeah, it'd be yeah, awesome. Definitely. You'll be in the and episode description. Well. TikTok, all that stuff. Make sure to give him a follow. Do we have any questions for Zach before we jump into the meat of today's episode? I have a question. Go for it, go for it. Oh, wait, no, no, Hunter, please, by all means, go first. Oh, thank you, Coach. Uh, I would have to ask, what is your favorite D&D class? My favorite D&D class? Fighter. Fighter. Right now. I generally have a hard time picking favorites, just with everything in life, but Fighter has a special place in my heart, because they are extremely versatile, and you can literally do anything with them. They're better Except than Ranger. Hey. It's true. They're like, a better Ranger, like okay? Ranger's good. Um, Sam, what's your question for him? My question for you is, do you prefer combat-heavy or role-play-heavy campaigns? I love a good mix of both. I really like a happy medium place. I believe that combat is a way to tell a story. And so if you can have combat in the game, it is only an instrument for your storytelling. I would say I don't like running a combat-heavy game. Every now and again, I enjoy playing one. Running a combat-heavy game is terrible. Combat, I've said it before, but combat is just so, it's my least favorite part to thing to run. It's a little tricky. Yeah. So what percentage do you think is a good mix of roleplay combat like 70% roleplay 30% combat 50-50 I would say probably 65% roleplay and was that 45% 35 35 right? 35 35 yeah we play D&D I we're not mathematicians math <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm definitely not 
my question is, is what got you into Dungeons & Dragons? Okay, so long story short, I my second companion on our mission, if you know, if you remember, uh, I don't remember his first name, but Alan. Short kid, skinny kid. Oh. Loved and I, I know who you're talking about. One of about. his favorite people. Yeah. He was my second companion, and I told him about the books that I was writing. And he said, hey, have you ever heard of Dungeons & Dragons? And I said, in passing. And he said, I think you would really enjoy playing Dungeons and & Dragons. And so I sat with me for two years, and I got home. And actually, uh, my bachelor party, my best man, put on a game of drunk D&D for me and a bunch of other people. And that was super dope. After that, I went off and bought the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Monster Manual. And I started running games regularly and more seriously uh, during my first year of college. And that was back in 2017. Okay. Nope, not true. Because I was married in 2018, so that would have been my second year of college that I began running games seriously. Notice how when he really liked the game, he went out and bought the books. I'm not doing <laughs> that, Brayden. You can't make me. <laughs> Jeez. Um, anyone else with questions for Zach? What's your favorite kind of cheese? We talked about Mozzarella it earlier, cheese. but let the world know. <laughs> Mozzarella, for sure. Goes on pizza, goes in lasagna. It's the best pasta cheese. It's so stringy and chewy and delicious. That's fair. It's a very good overall cheese. It covers a lot of bases. Okay. Haley, Kendall, any questions? No, no Hunter asked my question. Okay. I mean, what's your least favorite class? You, can, you can't choose favorites. Can you choose least favorites? I have very little desire to play a warlock. Really? What? Yeah. And okay, here's the thing. I haven't given it the chance it deserves, I'm sure. Um, it just hasn't been my greatest interest so far. Interesting. But I will one day. I have a goal to play every class. So eventually. Interesting. Warlocks as a DM are my favorite player characters. Warlocks, clerics, I because because of how much fun you can have with him like hey i'm a god do what i want or i'll kill you ah no i i definitely love having warlock players that's always really fun that makes for really easy uh player backstory and like sub and like subplot stuff for sure um super fun to play around with just not my cup of tea as a player i understand get behind spellcasters i'm not smart enough i mean all you have to do with warlocks is eldritch blast I mean, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I can, I you play a paladin. But well, how many times does he cast spells? I really true. don't. The only time I cast spells are to hit things harder. It really be like that. <laughs> Most recently, I've been playing a wizard, and um, I gotta say, we're level three right now, and wizard cantrips are, in my opinion, underrated. That might be a topic for, for their time, but I they are crazy. Wizards. Their spells are amazing. It's like, I always thought they were, pretty, they were too squishy, but once you get a couple of levels in, just stay back, cast your spells, and uh, just watch the world burn. Glass cannons, my guy. Yeah, oh. that episode, I'm going to be little to no help for recording. I know nothing. <laughs> hey, if you had the player's handbook, you would know. <laughs> you know oh, what? No. <laughs> you can't make me read, Brayden. <laughs> You're right, I can't. Your teachers tried and they, uh, they failed. They did fail. <laughs> You're saying that in the presence of two authors right here, okay? Kind of yeah, cringe. A little cringe. That's it's okay. Fine. I, I'm also an English teacher between jobs right now. and Reading is hard for lots of people. I can't relate, but I do understand that reading is not the most exciting thing in the world for a lot of people. And that's okay. Because that's you know tough. what? We have video. And we have <laughs> audio. And we have all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, read my book when I write it. Book version of the player's handbook. Yeah, I was gonna say, all over. Oh, I don't know. Audible. Just seventeen hours of a wizard rolls a d4 for his health die. I don't know what he rolls. That would be like audiobook for a textbook. Oh Very boring. Narrated by Will Wheaton. Listen, I have not read the books cover to cover. I just pick. I like when I need to know something. I open to that page and I read that paragraph, and that's it. 
That's so. exactly yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just like I've read the whole book, not cover to cover, but I've probably read it all. The only person I know to have sat down and read the dun uh, the player's handbook, Dungeon Master Guide, is sitting in this. Well, not in this room because we're not together. Is in this chat right now. Hunter is the only person I have known to read it from front to back. Okay, hey, I haven't read it entirely. From read it back. front to back. That is impressive, though. Haley, you did too. Yeah, the player's handbook, the first time I ever played. Okay, well, I know two people now. I just we talked about that on the first episode. I didn't think you read the whole thing front to back. All right, anyway, <laughs> yeah. let's let's get back on a topic. Uh, <laughs> we can have this like argument. Of today. You, Sam, you're going to be the butt end of all the jokes today. All right. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Today's episode is actually submitted by Zach himself. Um... And I was really excited when he said this. So it's going to be all about role play. What is role play? What does it look like at our table? What does it look like uh, Zach's tables? And also, how do you get into it? Everything about role play is what we're going to be talking about today because role play is the core mechanic of Dungeons and Dragons. You can't just have it's not the dice. It's, it's not the dice. I mean, the dice obviously are there as well, but you're role playing and how you, you are. The core mechanic in the end. Your dice are supplement to what you can do, but that's besides the point. How you roleplay will progress the story. Um, and you and I guess choose the story through your roleplay so that it can go on and you can tell these epic stories and adventures, which we have talked about all this time. So the discussion today, we're gonna pose this first question. Why do you I'm assuming you all like roleplaying? We kind of talked about it. Uh, except for Sam, he was he was the only really team combat person in, our, in the one episode. Hey, I'm coming around to role play. Okay, after hey. our last session that we had that we played, I'm coming around. You did phenomenal, yeah, you did pretty good. and I will be talking about that at our table. Um, good boy, why do you guys like role playing? It's fun. <laughs> good podcast. That's it. Yeah, we can just roll credits right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, that's, that's pretty much it. Hunter, right? You said that? Um, <laughs> yeah. You'll learn the names one day. It's, it's fun, right? It's We take on this other persona for, you know, two to three, four hours, however long your sessions are. And you can be someone else for a while, and you can make different decisions, maybe decisions you would like to make in real life, but can't because we don't have dragons. and. And we it's have fun. the Geneva Convention. <laughs> oh yes, that <laughs> whole Gosh, thing prevents a lot of our fun. <laughs> Gosh. No, no, I 100% agree with that. Where it's the opportunity you have to like do things you normally couldn't do. Yes, it's in your imagination, but you can be like, "Oh yeah, let's go do this stupid thing." I mean, not war crimes. Uh, hopefully, uh, then, then, oh, then no. we need to talk to your government. Um, but depends on your play style, I guess. Yeah, I you guess. Have a direct line to your government. <laughs> yeah, we we have a direct line to the CIA. It's fine. Um, but it gives us the op- it gives you the opportunity to, to try things you've never done before, to just really live a good a life of like, well, maybe maybe not a good life is the real word because, uh, but live a life outside of the real world. There's mm. this quote i really like i forget who said it i think it could be walt whitman i should i should look it up but basically the quote says um a reader lives a thousand lives the man that never reads lives only one and i kind of think of that with D and role playing you get to be all these different kinds of people and you don't even have to be human you can be a fairy you can be a goblin an elf all of these fun things and you get to explore these mythological fantastical beings and it's really cool it's a uh, george r. r martin oh look at that yep but it is a true quote quote does that mean when you dm you live like a million lives because you are everyone else other than your npc other than the no, player character you might have schizophrenia <laughs> schizophrenia is a good good analogy yeah it, honestly <laughs> that it really is that and I am a firm not, not to knock mental health. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of it's. You have a whole world in your head. 
and it demands attention constantly. And that's why you play. Yep. Um, I also am a firm believer that uh, all DMs are sadistic. They like putting their players through pain, and they laugh mm -hmm. at it. I like crying I with my players that. personally. Crying. Okay. Whenever you can draw emotion, I think that's the DM and the players working together when it comes to role play. And when you can really draw out those emotions, the, yeah, I, I talked about, I think I talked about this, uh, in an episode where, um, this was Wednesday night group. So Kendall, Sam, uh, Sam wasn't there yet, but Kendall, do you remember the, when you spoke to the, um, spirit lady with the makeshift, uh, I guess Ouija board is the best way to say it. Yeah. And you guys were all scared after that. When I ripped it up, when I wrote out, she's here. Yeah. Dude. Oh. That was is one of my favorite DMing moments because we shared that role play experience and it drew on real emotions. It wasn't just, oh, this imaginary emotion, like where it was actual emotion behind that. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's, I have, go ahead. No, I said I have a recent example of drawing emotions. Um I'm running a Lord of the Rings campaign for my parents in my Ooh. life. And in the opening session, it takes place in the Third Age at the birthday party of Thorin Oakenshield. So he's an infant, and there's a huge celebration in the city of Dale. You know, people have come far and wide to celebrate, and the party is interrupted, is crashed by a, a band of orcs, and they've espionaged their way into the city, and they kidnap the dwarven princeling, and they kidnap a bunch of other dwarven children. And in the opening encounter, players have a chance to prevent some orcs from kidnapping some children off the street. And my players, it's, it's a time-sensitive encounter. And I'm getting a little choked up just thinking about it now, but my players were not able to stop the orcs from kidnapping the children where they were. And so after the encounter ended, I had a music cue. And I used the song they play when Gandalf falls in the Fellowship of the Ring in the Mines of Moria. So that kind of, you know, light, that sort of like high-pitched kind of lament for Gandalf. So that's playing. And I describe how there's a, there's a, the orcs, you know, they retreat. And there's a cry in the city that all these children have been taken. And that music's playing. And my mom just like started just bawling. And I wasn't expecting no. that reaction, right? And I'm like, oh, crap, did I go too far? She's like, no, it's just, it's just the music. I'm like, what just happened? And it was a lot, right? And so to evoke that emotion, it's just a raw experience. And that's what I live for as a DM. Mm -hmm. um, currently, they're, they're hunting down the orcs, and they've tracked them back to, the, to Moria, and they're fighting their way through to get to the kids. And there's, there's a whole story with it that I'm excited that's, uh... to share with them. Um, but it was it was a real moment that you just had to be there for, you know, and yeah. that's what that's what the game's about for me is it's really living those experiences together and that that telling that story, right? It's, it's experiencing the human condition through elves and dwarves works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A little poetic, but yeah, absolutely. No, that sounds friggin' dope, dude. Um, Sam, let's go to you because you talked about how you are beginning to turn around to role playing. What's been turning you around to role playing? So when I first got to playing with you guys, uh, what I was most excited for was the strategy of collaborating with a group of minds. I was I was ready for the combat. But as we've been playing, and you play a more role play heavy campaign, yeah, I'm starting to get immersed into the world that you've created. And I want my place in there. So I've actually gone back to my backstory a few times. I've added some stuff. I think I've shown you a few of the changes I've made. And I just can't wait for it to naturally be shown off to the other players. And it's, it's so fun when you have a DM that will incorporate your backstory as well into the roleplay. Um, mm -hmm. Like, for example, uh, Kendall's character, Bast, is the, has been the kind of main her backstory has been the main center of uh the campaign for the past like the story arc is all about her backstory um and then one of the best moments i think we've ever had role playing at our table um was when 
just the emotion on your face, uh, Kendall, when I told you the tail feather of Eternus wasn't real, like just that moment we as a group shared during that role playing session was it's extremely memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this thing she's been working for. Like she left home, she abandoned everybody, and it was for nothing. Like, yeah. It was really emotional and yeah, yeah, I'll have that memory in my head for a very long time. And I think that's the thing with role playing and why it's so fun is it's those are the moments that stay with you. I mean, we've been the Wednesday night group, we've gone through different players, but the core of the group, Mitchell, Brayden, um, are those the only two left from the core of the group now? It is. Oh my gosh, yeah. Mitchell and Brayden have been with us basically since the beginning. And we still make jokes about uh oh that that wall looks interesting. Daniel, when he was here, we made jokes like there's so many inside jokes you get from the role playing that you make outside of just Dungeons and Dragons. Like in your daily life, you, when you're together, you'll make jokes about it. Mm. Haley, you are a, you like combat. You're, in your own words, you are a combat girly. And that needs <laughs> to go on all of your bios from now on. Um, okay, I will change that. <laughs> um, why, why do you like role playing? I, so I kind of brought this up in that interview we did after Fanex. Um, Roleplay helps you, it's almost like therapeutic. It helps you bring in things that are happening in your real life that you maybe are not able to work out very well. And it, you bring it into this fantasy world where you can do anything. And it makes it easier to tackle on the outside, knowing that, you know what, if this person can do it, I can also do it. Mm-hmm. And that's so when we were at Fanex, we were volunteering for a charity, um, uh, foundation for the prevention against violence, like something like that. I, what, what is it, Haley? Foundation for the prevention against violence, yeah. Okay, yes, Tony, if you're listening, I promise I'll get it right one day. Um, but their whole thing was about. D&D is a therapy, is a way to get, can be a therapy to those who are suffering from abuse or anything like that. Just that ability, like you said, that, oh, if this character can do it, I can do it. Um, we need to get Tony on so he can talk about, like, the his charity and all that. And we can have a kind of a whole thing about, the a whole episode about that. But it's it's truly, the experiences you have in D&D through role playing is is just therapeutic. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you guys prepare for each session? Uh to how do you guys prepare to get into the role playing mindset for each session? I eat a party bag of Cheetos. <laughs> that, that, oh, you gosh. are not wrong though. <laughs> she literally does. Hey, whatever works. I have a playlist for all of my characters that I make based off of their personality and backstories, and I listen to that while I drive to every session. Really? Interesting. What are some songs for Lyria? Some songs for Lyria? Let me grab my phone so I can look at it. Okay. Yeah, I used to do the same thing, but then Sam started coming with me, so we were in the car together. So I felt awkward doing like my whole playlist while we were trying to talk. What are some? I've had, I, up to this point, I had no idea she used to do that. So now I feel terrible for taking that from her. Yeah, how oh, dare no. how dare you do that, Sam? A terrible person. How dare no, you? Do better. Uh, um, Zach, what are what are some ways you prepare? I know you DM a lot. So how do you prepare to get into role playing for yeah. DMing? Well, I have some training in performing arts because my 
I minored in theater education. And one of the biggest takeaways from theater that I have that I bring to my table is that when two characters are interacting, um, their lines are a response to the other character. So unlike theater, Dungeons and Dragons gives you the liberty to not have a pre-written script, which means your reactions to what characters do and say and the choices they make, um, you can they can be whatever you want. That's the improv side of things, right? So what I do is if I know for certain that they're going to encounter uh, these three NPCs, then with those NPCs, they'll have their own personalities that I'll have figured out beforehand. And then I will have like two, like three or four pre-generated responses and vo- like kind of voice lines that those NPCs will have when they interact with the players. And I'll have like a sentence or two that tells me, okay, this character is pretty distrusting. And so they're going to come off as abrasive, maybe standoffish. And so just have some notes um, for each NPC that they will interact with. And just really being prepared to simply listen to what the players are saying and respond to it um, as naturally as possible. Mm, That's really good. I like that. Every DM we talk to, I'm over here like, man, why am I the one doing this podcast there? (laughs) They would do so much better than me. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, half the time my players don't even interact with like 30% of my NPCs. So that's the story, right? You're over here like, oh, that's that's kind of why I don't plan a bunch (laughs) is because it's like, oh, you plan all of this and then not even 10% gets done and then they don't do the rest of the 90%. You're just like eight hours for nothing. (laughs) Uh, So what I have done is I've had NPC prepared and the players will walk into town or walk into a tavern or whatever. And there are a bunch of people there. And I describe all the NPCs and I describe the guy they they need to talk to. And the player's like, well, who else is in here? I'm like, oh, there's this guy at the bar, you know, looks like he came back from hunting trip and the players are like i want to talk to him and so what i've done is i've taken that npc and i've just switched it to the guy they're actually talking to genius i don't do it i don't do it too much it is a little railroady but like you know you gotta keep the players on track somehow and it's fun to have random encounters with random npcs because that's fun you know role-playing part of the game you just interact with the npc they might not have a quest, but just talking to someone at the bar as adventurers, that could be fun, right? But there are mm-hmm. times when it's necessary to be like, hey, you guys need the plot hook. That guy has it. But because you're talking to him, now he's the guy that I want you to talk to. And he now has the hook. And the other guy is random. And we're just going to forget about him because you probably won't talk to him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually so smart. That is really smart. Mm-hmm. Haley, what are some of those songs? Uh, so I'd say the one that really captures her the most is Limits by Bad Omens. Okay, I've never heard of that song. I, it's very good. I think you would like it. Okay. Did you say Sing It? Yes. I, said, I haven't heard it either. That's the same. Well, oh, I thought someone it. said It'll Sing It, and I was like, no. Do it. We can't get it. No, we can't. We get copyright. It's not struck. as threatening as you think. No, it's threatening. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, how else do you guys prepare? I review my notes from usually the most previous session, but sometimes I'll jump back to other sessions as well. It might be kind of boring, but it's what works for me. I was about to say, you don't understand I... how much I appreciate that. I got you. Um, I don't have a really prepared in a long time, which is something I need to do better at. <laughs> I was about to say, do you guys do like any voices and all that? But the only person who does a voice in this uh, group is is Kendall. Yeah. And I, and feel I like, just think of Hermione Granger. I feel like you walk yeah. around school and you're just like, hello, everyone. You just get into your little, I do. Your little uh, British accent. Yeah, if, if my students aren't listening to me, I just go, Oi, listen up! And then they laugh, and it's fun. <laughs> I try so yeah. hard to do voices, but they always end up just a really 
bad British accent every single time. <laughs> My accent isn't really great, good. but <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> I can do a really good orc and a pretty decent dragon. Can you can, can you, you do, do an orc, orc for us? Right yeah, do the orc. Oh. Okay, all right, let's see. All right. Um <clears throat> Okay. Was it ready? No, let me. He's like, hi, <laughs> hey, where are you going? <laughs> hi, what are you doing? Alright. We had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Why can't we have some meat? What about them? They're fresh. They are not for eating. Saruman wants them alive and unspoiled. There you go. I'm clapping. You can't hear it, but I'm clapping. <laughs> I would watch Lord of the Rings as a child and run off in the woods and be an orc. And that's how I grew up. <laughs> I can see that. I 100% can see that. Um, I did somewhere. I just did Gollum. I just wandered around. I, I, I love doing orc. They're so fun. Yeah, you know, I don't have enough orcs in my campaign. Gosh. No, I need to do that. Um, my preparation... See, I, I say I don't prep for, for sessions, but what, what I mean by that is I don't write down anything. It's all just stuck in my head, which is a terribly pla terrible place for it to be because this, this brain goes about 1,000 miles per second. Um, yes, yeah, schizophrenia. Yeah, it's a schizophrenia, yes. Um, <laughs> but a lot of my preparation will come from, uh, like, just, <laughs> I'll be honest, when I'm in the shower and in the car, I'll be doing voices just to kind of, like, practice. Um, nice. but then also trying to get in the mentality of the characters that will be coming up. So we are doing D and D after this recording and they're probably going to, well, they will, they've, they've asked for some people to come meet them in the cave they're in. And so the people Talos and possibly Sarah depending on what they do, but are going to be there. So I'm getting into the mindset of those characters right now so that I am prepared when, um, the time comes for that NPC to show up. Yeah, I think mindset's really yeah. important, right? That's kind of that kind of goes back to like you know my version of that is writing down their voice lines, whereas you just kind of get in the zone with that character mm -hmm. mentally. Which mm -hmm. is totally valid. I can't do that. I have to write it down because I have, un well, undiagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I have ADHD, and if it's not written down, it doesn't exist. <laughs> or it does, but then I try to pull it out of my brain and it comes out like tangled fishing line. Like, for example, Talos, the person they're going to be talking to today, is this very, like, knowledge-hungry person. Like, he really doesn't have, he doesn't have really any, this is meta-knowledge, Kendall and Sam, um, but he doesn't I'm really... I'm not listening. No, you can listen. I don't care. Right? I wouldn't be saying it if I didn't want you to listen. Um, he doesn't really have an alignment to any specific like kingdom and all that. Like, yes, he lives in the kingdom of Sandvor and he works for the king, but that doesn't mean he's like, oh, I love the king, like king all day. He's like, he's more after the pursuit of knowledge and what's right, not who's right. Even if that mm. takes him down paths that may not seem right to others. Like his school, this is mega, his school is necromancy. Ooh. What? Yes. Spoilers. Spoilers. What? I shouldn't I say that. Get that from him. You don't know why, but I I have his whole backstory fleshed out, and it is pretty freaking dope. Um, moving on. <laughs> what the so, what does role play look like in our groups? Well, what does it look like on our tables now? It is gonna be very different. That's that's actually one thing with the Wednesday night group. Daniel and Kendall do a lot of the. Everyone else, everyone participates in role playing. But the heavy lifters when it comes to role play in the Wednesday night groups are Daniel and Kendall. Daniel is gone. Yeah. RIP. That's why I brought in, not RIP, he's not dead. It's more like, aha, uh -huh, croissant. Because um, he's in France. Yeah, he's the comic relief. He's yeah. the comic, comic relief. And sure. that's, that's why I wanted to, like, when, when we talked about bringing in Brevin, uh, I was like, Brevin would be a great replacement because he's got that comic relief and then he also has that theatrical background. Which would make and then last session guys was absolutely insane. So with that Wednesday night group, there's almost a dynamic shift in the role play that needs to happen in order for like for someone to fill up fill we, the void that Daniel has left is now being filled. And it's just who is filling it more 
or are we expanding our capacity and growing in our role-playing capabilities? I, yeah, I think it's a bit of both because Sam definitely stepped up to the plate last time. Heck yeah, I did. Don't you ever forget it. <laughs> no, Sam, Sam did really good. Rachel did really good. Brevin did really good. Brayden did really good. Mitch, like every single one of you guys, that was probably our best role-playing session we've ever had. Uh, Zach, what is your what what do you envision like that question meaning? Yeah, well, so the f you need a little bit of background for this um, because I have a different sort of maybe philosophy surrounding role playing. In my mind, role playing shares something in common with onions and ogres in that it has layers. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I have run games for a lot of brand new players to Dungeons and Dragons. I seem to have a knack for attracting new players. Um, most of the campaigns I run, these are people I run their first ever, you know, campaign session and they have a good time. But, you know, when your background knowledge of D&D &D is things like Critical Role or uh, was it? Stranger Things. It's nerdy. Stranger Things. Yeah. It's nerdy. Dirty, and then, like, you look at these professionals, professional actors and voice actors, who take on these characters and they become these people. Like, oh, that's role playing. Like, I can't even like do a voice. I can't. I can't do that, right? And so it's intimidating. And I, I read a lot of of D and D related blogs, and what I read kind of is what gave me this idea and. Changes the way I look at role playing completely. In that, role playing is is not acting, um, and I would say that not all within the realm of Dungeons and Dragons, not all role playing is acting, but all acting is role playing. Okay, so could you say that one more time? The first, so yeah, uh, not all role playing in D and D is acting, but all acting in D and D is role playing. That's dope. Okay. I like that. So that's kind of that's kind of the mantra. And so with these layers of role playing, the very first one is super simple, and all of my players really appreciate that I consider it to be role playing, so they can still play a role playing game. And that is that all role playing is is you pretend to be this character within an imagined world. And then you make decisions as that character that change the world. And that's all role-playing is at an at a, at a entry-level section. So everything your character does in D&D is role-playing. Everything from whether they choose to attack a creature in combat or not, whether they choose to go down this corridor or that corridor, whether they choose to talk to the wizard or the king first, right? Every single decision your players make, everything they do, is role playing. And when you when I when I've broken that down for my new players, that puts them at ease because then they okay they can really feel like they are doing Dungeons and Dragons, even though they're not putting on a show with their character. Right now, that said, that's like the first kind of layer. The second one goes into um, more, more a little more of the acting portion of it, where now you're making choices as your character, but now you are also um, making choices that your character would make, and not in the bad way. Whereas before, you just make decisions you're presented with. You know, new players just try to get a feel for the game. Um, more experienced players will then have an idea of their character's personality. And so the choices they make might not be the choices they would make themselves. But this is how their character would would look at the situation and act accordingly. It's and like the next level. It's like everyone's first character is always what we've called a safety character, and eventually yes. that safety character can evolve a little bit to get to that second layer. Is what I'm gathering from that yes. as well. And if you're more Absolutely. experienced, obviously, you don't have safety characters. You you are your you you try to be your character, um, and that's what's getting you in that second layer. And yeah, then, so absolutely, I agree. Go ahead. Sorry, you, you go. 
then that brings us to like the third level. And I think around level three, when it comes to role playing, is when you get into the acting side of things. Your character takes on a voice. And then that gets into what we colloquially agree upon is role playing, right? It's 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 everything in D D that is like the social interaction when you're talking, right? It's the talking part of it. Where your characters are, you know, they're talking to an NPC, they are asking questions because they're interrogating this character, or they're trying to find some information. Um, even just things like going into the shop to purchase some potions, and you decide to have a bit of a role-play moment with the shopkeeper, right? And so that's when we get into, that's when role-playing kind of overlaps with what I call acting. And what I always tell my players is you don't have to act even at this stage, if you just want to be do things like, oh, my character says this, and then you tell me what the character says, you don't even have to act that out. I'll respond in kind. you know. So you'll say, oh, I tell the shopkeeper that the weather's been great today. And you say, great. Well, I, the shopkeeper responds to you and says that he's seen better weather. you know. And so the idea is that you kind of give your players what they give you, and you match their flavor, I guess, of, of role-playing. Um, that's level three, is when you get into that social interaction. And, you know, I, I don't have a problem with, with the D&D community and the way they view role-playing. I just think that, like, what I've noticed with new players is that they expect that they, they think that they need to put on a show as their character. They need to act. And so they, they're very afraid to 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 do that because you know they don't have that experience and it's kind of you're stepping out of your comfort zone a lot when you're when you're acting out your character and so i've found that it goes a long way when i explain to my players that well actually if you make a decision as a character that's role playing um and then i don't think there's many more layers beyond that um except you know i guess if you count larping live action role playing which takes everything to the next level right um but yeah that, we, we've not gone that far yet <laughs> oh, yeah so i yeah. guess yeah three three levels uh you make choices then you make choices that you wouldn't make because it's your character now and then you get into uh, really um expressing and and portraying your character's personality with interactions with npcs in the game it's almost like the first layer is you, like, that's the do layer. You know, that you do your character. Like, that's just, you do the game. You play the game. The next character that's is the, uh, oh, what's the word? I just had it. Is the, I'll say development layer. And then the final one yeah. is the, the become layer, when you become your character. It's like, yes. yeah, that's. So now the question is, is where, where do you think you guys are as individuals on the the we'll call it the uh the ro the role play layer or whatever you want to call it. How far left? Left being not it's, good it's at circular. It. It's circular. It's circular. What layer are you in? It's like because everything you do, uh, like I was saying, is is role playing. It's just how deep in the role play do you think you are? Are you third level deep or are you still first or second level deep? Dude, it's bone dry where I'm at. I <laughs> would put you probably at second it's level. On the shore. Yeah, he's Wait, on the I shore. Second now. I think you've been at second level for for a while. Like, yes, you don't role play a ton, but Sam, you role play well enough where you are doing things your character would do. Oh, please compliment me more. You're also <laughs> super hot. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, I mean, he is. So, um, got this. Orlando Bloom kind of looking guy but, over here. So, so we think you're there, but where do you think you are yourself? Like bone dry? Yeah. Okay. Hunter, where do you think you are? Um, I'd probably put myself somewhere between two and three. You Thanks. have improved so much in your role play. I will oh, say thanks. that group at first, it was so hard to role play with you guys. It, it was painstakingly hard. And boring to role play with you guys because a lot of you guys were new to the game you didn't know, really know how to role play but now where you guys are today you guys are far better and you yourself have improved a ton yeah that's because he reads the player's handbook 
Yes, oh it, that, that helps. That helps with your role playing. <laughs> I'm leaving. Kendall, where do you think you are? <laughs> um, I think when I started, I was definitely a three because that was me panicking because I was so scared. So I just went for it. Yeah, so I just went for it. But now I think I'm like at a two and I want to bring it back to a three because I had a lot of fun when I was doing three. I think there's a lot of merit to sticking around level two and really exploring your character and what it feels mm -hmm. like to become someone else. So that's a good idea. Yeah, and I think for it's, sure. Um, it, it's safe to say that like if you are you're, you're not it's you don't have to be at a level three all the time like. If you want mm -hmm. to go that deep, you can. If you want to stay at mm -hmm. level one, that's okay. If you want to stay at level two, that's okay. Like you said, Zach, it, it is you flavor your character. You flavor it however you want, and the DM will play off that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Maybe it's not that I am not role-playing her to my best of my abilities. I think she's just mellowed out a little bit. Not mm -hmm. all the way, because she's still attacking people, but like <laughs> not to the extent that she used to. Your character's bast, right? Yes. Are you are you a feline type humanoid? Yes, yes, she is. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that's that's the joke like is that she is, but okay, but she but her character race is like human. I'm a half elf. Yeah. Half elf. Okay, got it. Okay, all right. The other half mm -hmm. is cat. No, it's not. <laughs> I think we need to do an episode right. where we talk specifically about our campaigns. And so that we That'd can catch so the audience up. Actually, I'm going to point this out to, uh, to our audience. Would you guys be interested in an episode like that? Um, and would you guys be interested in like learning about the lore of the world that they're playing in? Think as about that. A de facto, as a de facto audience member, um, I'm a lore nerd. And I love hearing about people's campaigns and their characters. I love meeting people's characters. That is so fun for me. So for mm -hmm. me, yes. I guess I can't speak for everyone. But I would love an episode like that. Those might be fun, like mini episodes as well. Like every yeah. other week or something, you get a, a lore episode on like a Friday or whatever. Gosh, that's a lot of editing. Oh, no. Giving me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, Piggybacking off of this, can I, can I share my idea real quick? Yes. We could have episodes where we each take turns giving, reading the backstory of our favorite character that we've played. Ooh. And we can expound Ooh. on it together. You I ask like questions, that. I like give that. answers like, oh, I didn't think of this. Maybe let, let's figure out why this is, blah, blah, blah. Mine would have to be a two-parter because I'm a nerd and I made mine 15 pages long. 16. Oh. Jeez. 16 pages did, long. <laughs> Zach, did you just say, oh, because you're like, oh, why? What did you do? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> easily make yeah. that one page. It's, so her backstory down. is amazing. I will say I've not read through the whole thing. I picked out the thing, parts that were good. It was, that long. It, it was it, no, I will say like her giving me a 16 page backstory is the most insane thing in the world. And that's, I will say that's a big reason why she's a main, her character's like main story yeah. right now, because there's so much to go off of. So much. Mm -hmm. Because it's allowed Which me to pick hand, it out of it. <laughs> yeah. What, on one hand it helps, you know, it gives you, it gives you material, right. For your campaign. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I don't know, DM struggle, you don't want to give too much time to any one player. You know, you want to give everyone a chance to shine. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate a backstory as much as the next DM. It can be... Dip and, and that's the thing, too, right? Players have to give, too, though, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't give, then I can't really work with you. Um, and that, that, that comes down to role-playing, where you sit on the table and you set the scene... And you're like, okay, uh, what do you do or what do you say? And then the player, players are like, well, uh, kind of, you know, hum and haw. They're like, I don't really know. And new players, that's just because they don't know how to role play. And you mentioned, Brayden, how like your this group has come leagues uh, better than when they started. So players, role playing is about the players giving to the story, right? And and that begins with the backstory. I actually have a video about this. I don't remember what it's called. Where I talk about how um, role playing begins with the characters' backstories, um, so they're important. Sixteen pages is a lot, but I mean, clearly yeah. it gives you material to work with, and and I assume everyone is having a good time with it. And and 
you know, if you have I a mini so. story arc, I guess they're all quiet. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> we, we hate I'm it. I'm not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are... I have to hear about the stupid feather one more time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, we've all that had fun. Be, that could be a fun role-playing opportunity, too. Like, how, how does your character feel that, you know, you're with this party, and you're all collectively helping this one character through Ooh, their trauma? Right? Like, how does, like, there's some resentment building up? Like... Like you said, jokingly, like, if I have to hear about the feather, like, what if you don't give a crap about the feather? You know, well, then what do you care about? Why do you stick around? And you think about these things in your character and like, okay, well, how do I react? How do I interact with this party member of mine? You know, we're going on this personal vision quest of theirs, and I don't care about it very much, but there's something I do care about, and that's them as a person, right? Because we've bonded, right? Through your role-playing interactions. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just realized we didn't ask Kaylee what she feels like. I was just about about to get to that, actually. Okay. No, it's okay. So, I think that with Lyria, I'm at a level two, but with my other character, Sonya, I'm at a level three. Just because I... Lyria hasn't been in the world long enough for me to really, you know, flesh her out and get into it. Well, now you're in hell, so... Exactly, and now I'm in hell, so I guess it doesn't matter. No, it so default crying. <laughs> I will. I will say, like, I've been thinking of ways to try to incorporate all of your guys' stories into hell. Um, so if you guys get a text from me saying, "Hey, by the way, add this to your backstory," there you go. Cool. Um, <laughs> where where would you guys? I'll ask actual Zach. Where do you think you are as a DM? And I feel like well, well as a DM, yeah. So yeah. you you finish your thought real quick. No, I was going to say, I feel like DM, like, role-playing as a DM is so different than role-playing as a, um, like, a player character, because DMs have you, how many countless NPCs they have to run in one session. Um, yeah. Like, they have to get into that, that mindset, for every sing- mindset for every single um, character they play. So how, what do you think overall uh, you are? Where do you think overall you are as a DM? Yeah, the, the best way I can really say this is, is through the lens of my main villain characters. Because any random NPC, you know, generally speaking, is kind of, you know, you have your key NPCs, you have random ones, and that's just improv, right? Random NPCs in the bar, at the, at the shop, in the town, maybe on the road, that's improv. But my villain... That's a fully fleshed out character, right? They are the antagonists of the story. They're the reason the campaign is kind of happening, right? And so I've actually written a homebrew campaign recently. I've finished the details. And with this villain, obviously, I haven't had a chance to play them yet because I just wrote the campaign. But I feel like I'm prepared to take this character into level three with his own voice. Um, not, that's not to say that I, I make a silly voice. That's, that's more to say, like, when I, I am this character and I portray this character at the table, I'm planning on, like, my, my whole, like, my demeanor will shift, you know, body language will change. And that's just because I've put a lot of time and effort into fleshing out this villain. And I'm really excited, and I care a lot about him. And that's how I that's how I hope my players approach their 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 player characters in the same way. Um, level two is my comfort level for sure. Yeah, but level three, I think, is I was I'm ready to take this character into that next level. Yeah, I feel like level two is a definite like comfort uh, zone where you don't have to try mm-hmm. too hard, but you can get it into character. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did everyone other than me? I didn't answer, but did everyone else get an answer? Yes. Okay. Where I am, I think I'm the same with you, Zach, where the players I fleshed out a lot, um, I try to take them a little bit deeper, um, but usually it's at, like, that level of a two. Um, like, Talos and Everin and Alphilian for the Monday Night group, like, those people I fleshed out enough where I can get into their mindset a lot easier and become that character. A lot of the other NPCs, Nirakov, um... Who are some other ones? Uh, Captain Reed, uh, 
you guys haven't really met. I guess Zock and Sis for you guys, Kendall, uh, Hunter and Haley, uh, are much more twos over everything. Um, they're threes to me. They're threes. To- Brayden, you you envelop an imp. <laughs> um, where where do you guys think the group is as a whole for your guys' respective groups? Ooh. Bone dry. True. I think the Monday group is just scraping the surface of level two. Yeah, you guys have started digging into it. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Sam? Say we're on like two-ish. Like a 2.5, two, no, not 2.5, 2.4, It depends on the day. I think that's another thing. Like, yeah. like we said, it really depends on the session, whether like, it's not like, oh, you're there, you're stuck there forever. Like y- you can go through these layers um, any, any given day. If you want to yeah. be a one that day, that's fine. If you want to be a three that day, that's fine. Like, and that's kind of the beauty of the game, right? Like, you come to have a good time, and sometimes a good time is just more relaxed, and you don't really, you know, or you aren't a level three, but then other times when the group is kind of, they're vibing off each other, and you sit down and have an epic session that you'll remember for a long time, everyone's out of three, you know, and that's that's the moment that you build up to to the other sessions, and that's kind of what I think people live for in, in the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, it, like you said, Brayden, it's very... You move through it, and it's kind of a, it's circular, it's very fluid, you know? Nothing is set in stone, and, you know, because here's the thing, if you're not having fun, then, you know, you, that's, that defeats the purpose of playing, and so maybe you've had a long day at work, you know, outside influences have made you tired, like, mentally, you know, and, like, you know what, today, I can bring, I can bring a two or a one to the table. I can make decisions as my character, or just make decisions for the game for the sake of playing today, but that's all I got in me, and that's okay, you know? I feel like this is a, a topic we could go completely do another episode in, so maybe, Zach, we'll have to invite you to another episode sometime soon to kind of do, like, a part two. Um, because I love that. we're at... Yeah, this one could be roleplay bone dry. Next one, we can go to roleplay level one. And then <laughs> oh. the next one, we're all in character, and we're over here like, Oi, mate, what the f*** are you doing? <laughs> Both Scottish and British accents yeah. with one orc. With one orc. <laughs> and his maggoty bread. And his maggoty bread. <laughs> but um, we're, we're, we've, it's a little bit longer of an episode. I'm going to ask one more question that we should answer quickly. Is for people who are wanting to take their role-playing skills to that next layer, that next level, uh, who feel like they can't, what advice would you give them to get them more comfortable with role playing? I've got a unique answer. Don't watch, <laughs> split personality watch the movie. Sorry, watch the movie Master of Disguise. No, <laughs> it's so bad. It's a classic. What do you mean? That's how you get into role playing. Oh it's because it's caricature, right? Like it, it, it's it's the extreme example. And, you know, as an educator, like, you learn, like, if you want your kids to, especially in theater, you have to exaggerate for them to even pick up a little bit. So I agree. That's, that's true. That's amazing. This right. man's over here twisting Sam's little joke into this absolute beautiful story. Holy chicken. I'm, I'm <laughs> actually hurt that you thought that that answer was a joke. It's not? It, no, I was dead serious. Oh, okay. Well, watch Master I, of Disguise. I, 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 I took you seriously. Beautiful. Wow, Brayden, you look like a jerk now. Come on, guys. Did any of us think it was serious? I did. <laughs> yes, I oh. did. Oh. Yeah. I'm the jerk. I apologize, Sam. Brayden, you a-hole. Don't worry. Gosh. You guys will never know. I'll just cut it out. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> no, I'll make myself this a perfect person. in the podcast. <laughs> but when I will. cut things out, the IRS comes after me for tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other? Brain. What other advice? I think my advice is should just go for it. Like you're playing D and D people who are at your group table are there to experience and have that, that same experience with you. They're not going to make fun of you. They're, they're going to join. And honestly, I love, I loved it when I saw, when I played, when I saw my, my fellow NPCs like really get into character because it motivated me to get into character as well. 
Yeah, yeah I have I, to agree I, with I, you on that one. I would also say, like, the week leading up to it, just picture yourself role-playing that character in the way that you want to, whether it be a two or a three, you picture yourself doing that, and you do it with rich sensory detail, so, like, you know what it looks like, you know what it sounds like, you know what it feels like, all of these things. You do that the week before, and you do it often, and if you do it enough, it'll feel like you've already done it, so it will be a breeze. You know those jokes where they're, where you make a fake argument in your head and you act out what you would do? Those aren't Just jokes do that in character. That's exactly. like every day in the shower. Yep, that's a shower thing for men, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are approaching the hour and ten minute mark. Uh, any final comments with that in mind? Just real quick, uh, what you said, Brady, like, just going for it. Um, in a recent video of mine where I talk about how to get players talking to each other, if you have a good DM, they've established that the table is a safe space. So just showing up one night and just going for it is excellent. I like what, um, was it Kendall who said to the week before to kind of do things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say if, if you're going for level three, you're going to want to practice in the mirror a little bit beforehand. Look at your facial expressions you make. Practice with the sound of your voice in the shower because that gives your, vo that gives your vocal cords a nice, humid environment to kind of belt it out. Um, so a combination of both. Practice beforehand and then at the table. You know it's safe. These are your friends. You're there to have a good time. Just do it, man. Just have. And if it's goofy and everyone kind of like laughs, well, great. That's a good time, right? Uh, I think above all, do what you want to do to have fun. Mm -hmm. that's, that's amen. That's the biggest one. Is you're here to have fun. D and D is here to have fun and tell a story. Make sure you're having fun doing it. All right, we're gonna close up the episode there. Probable, probable part two eventually or a continuation of this podcast uh well this episode so stay tuned for that but we close up with our usual thanks everyone thank you so much for coming out and listening and thank you zach for coming and talking with us it was a ton of fun and really insightful i really appreciate having and it was good to catch up too so yeah it was super fun it is my absolute pleasure genuinely i love this well do you have any final things to say any uh you know, pl plug your channels a little bit more. Anything yeah. else? Just again, real quick. I'm Patty Cap Dice on YouTube and TikTok. Um, follow, uh, subscribe to me on YouTube. Uh, mostly, by the way, uh, just watch my stuff. YouTube cares a lot more about views than subscribers right now. So, um, I would like, uh, yeah, appreciate the viewage. But uh, yeah, if you're especially a new DM or experienced DM and you want some new insights, uh. I do my best to share my experiences and hopefully that inspires you. And we will have uh, links to his TikTok and YouTube in the description uh, of this episode. So make sure to go click on those and do give him a subscription, like help him out because he loves this. You can tell how much he loves Dungeons Dragons and how much he loves to teach. So go over there and learn a lot more uh, about all of that from him because obviously he's a fantastic teacher. Um, but... As well as that, make sure to follow us on Instagram at TikTok at Beyond the Tavern Wall. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for episodes like Zach, email us at beyondthetavernwall at gmail.com. Um, and as always, the best way to get this podcast out is by word of mouth, whether it's to someone who knows D&D &D or someone who doesn't know D&D. &D. You guys have the opportunity to help grow this this podcast and have a piece of the podcast in that by sharing it with your friends and family. And we're going to throw it to Zach. Who are they sharing it with this week? Uh, share it with your mom. Share it with or your, your mom. No. I, my parents <laughs> are new to the game, but they love it. But they're also nerds. But yeah. Well, share it with <laughs> your parents, your mom and dad. If you don't have parents, um, sorry. Share it with oh, your guardian God. figure. God. Just kidding. Why would you why would you call it Harry Potter like that? Yeah. Share it with your, your guardian figure as well. Um, but thank you guys so much for coming out. Everyone, give your final goodbyes. Bye. Bye. See you.
Bye. Haley, didn't you want to say something? I did. Yes. Oh, thank Haley, you, Sam. Go ahead. Um, I'm not sure if this episode is coming out before Halloween, but if it is, we are doing a Halloween one shot that I wrote and will be running. So just keep an eye out for that. It's going to be super fun. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Pleasure to be here.